Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? March is Women's History Month, and the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum partnered with the National Archives Foundation to highlight the Diamond Dreams Women in Baseball exhibit, tracing the role of women in the game from the 19th century to the present day. As part of the partnership between the Cooperstown and D.C. institutions, the Hall's Digital and Outreach Learning Manager, Bruce Markison, welcomed Miami Marlins General Manager Kim Eng. The first woman general manager in professional baseball traced her trajectory, playing softball and growing up on Long Island as a Thurman Munson fan, to her thesis on Title IX at the University of Chicago and an internship with the Chicago White Sox. It was a fun time. I, you know, as an intern, you basically put on the hat where you have to be willing to do anything. Um, and I, I will say that the White Sox um, had a great program um, and, you know, no task was too small. And, and they and they as well, they put me on some projects that um, you, you really couldn't believe you were working on as an intern. Um, so the, a lot of that varied um, from anything from inputting um, expense reports, inputting scouting reports, to um, working on arbitration cases. Um, so I, I was actually in an arbitration room as an intern in, Jan- in February of 1991. Um, you know, and that in and of itself was a, was a ridiculously cool ex- uh, experience for me. Um, you know, to think that at, you know, 22 years old, I was sitting there, uh, you know, in, in, in a room that, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars were being um, decided upon and, and know that I had a hand in helping with a lot of that research. So, um, you know, had a lot of different responsibilities uh, culminating probably in that one experience in the arbitration room. From 1998 to 2001, Ang served as an assistant general manager with the New York Yankees. The team's historic performance in her first year with the club provided a model for an ideal team. You know, at the time that I was there, so my first year was 1998, I'm not sure we quite knew that we were in the you know in the middle of a dynasty. Um, but I can tell you that everyone had a really special feeling about that particular club, 1998. Um, it was a club that I call the sum of the parts where no, not one player hit 30 home runs, but we scored over 900 runs, which is just absurd. Um, you know, and you talk about, you know, these days we talk about plate discipline and strike zone recognition and, and grinding at bats, and these guys, all of them from top to bottom, were absolute uh, exemplary in those items. So for me, it was just um, an amazing experience, um, you know, to see m- many superstars on one club, um, but still have this incredible um, attitude and feeling of team. And every night was a different hero. Um, you know, every, every night, you know, somebody different was scoring the winning run. Um, and they all, you know, it was just this incredible, um, collection of selfless players. Mm. 
And for me, it was really one of those amazing times in my career where you get to see, like, this is the way it should be. Um, so, you know, did it did it set an unrealistic expectation? I don't think so, because I think, you know, for me, even being so, you know, fairly young in my career, knew that it was just really special. And you just don't get to see this very often. Um, but it did you know, in my mind, really create the benchmark of this is what it's supposed to look like, you know, in its purest, um, you know, my most idyllic form, this is what it should look like. With the Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers, Ang worked with Joe Torre as a manager, later working for him at Major League Baseball. Tory's experience as a TV analyst helped him in the clubhouse and at MLB. Joe is an, an incredibly calm figure. I think he was the absolute right guy for those Yankee um, teams uh, at that time. You know, perfect guy for the New York media. Um, I think it helped that he actually worked in the media prior to that um, and sort of understood what needed to be fed and, um, you know, understood that that the reporters had a job to do and, you know, gave them nuggets when he could. Um, and, you know, again, you know, putting himself in their shoes and knowing what they had, that they had a job to do and what they needed to accomplish. So um, I think that's always been, uh, you know, his, his forte. You know, he's just before I actually worked for Joe, yeah, I would consider um, you know, the Yankees and the Dodgers working with Joe, but before I actually worked for Joe, you know, you'd always heard about what a great players manager he was. Um, and I think some of it had to do with that calmness, you know, that, that you referenced. Um, but until I actually worked for him, I had never really understood exactly what that meant. Um, but when, you know, when I worked for him at Major League Baseball, it was, you know, an incredible, um, you know, incredible resource, you know, incredible sounding board. Um, and yeah, never panicked in any in any type of situation. So, um, you know, my husband and I would always laugh watching him during games. I mean, the most tense of you know, World Series games and he's just sitting on the bench, you know, with the lowest of. Um, heart rates, I'm sure. Marcusen asked Ang if the job of a GM was glamorous. She shared how her family got a front row seat to what she did during spring training and during a holiday road trip from Florida to New York. To the outsider, it looks very glamorous. You know, to a lot of my family members, it looks very glamorous. Um, I will say that um, I just had uh, some of my family stay with me for the last three or four days here in spring training, and they saw um, a plethora of different issues that I've had to deal with over the last three or four days that they would have had no idea um, of me having to deal with, uh, you know, and it's, you know, everyone thinks it's about trades and free agent signings and, you know, those types of things. Those are the things that you read about from from the outside. Um, but on the inside, they saw me deal with um, issues on WBC and when our pitchers were going and, you know, all the things that led up to us, um, you know, setting a plan for them. And, and you know, 
some other instant, some other examples of things I can't really get into on this call. Um, you know, but things where you're really rolling up your sleeves and having to deal with a lot of uh, nitty gritty, um, you know, personnel issues, et cetera. And, you know, they had never really seen that. Uh, mm-hmm. You never really experienced that. Um, I could tell you that my husband and I drove up to New York for the holidays and he got the first day we were on the road, he got to see me try to complete a deal um, from the time we got in the car, I heard him uh, tell the story to some others. And he said, at 1,300 miles we drove, she was on the phone for 1,000. And he said she didn't even land the free agent she was trying to get. Yeah. So he saw a deal, you know, I don't want to say from start to finish, but he really saw the, me trying to close the deal. Yeah. And it took all day long and all day of being on the phone, in the car. He didn't turn on the radio or have music on one time <laughs> that entire day day and so it's the it's really those types of non-glamorous things that um, people don't see and people don't necessarily appreciate about the job in addition to the job's demands themselves social media has added scrutiny and monitoring to the role these are all consuming jobs and i mean i think you know for for the 30 of us that have these jobs i think we feel a responsibility um you know, to to the people that rely on us, you know, to our staffs, um, to the players um, and our organizations, you know, to do everything that we can to make us better day in and day out. Um, so, you know, and plus, um, you know, I think with I think with social media these days, I mean, that's, you know, that's also a mechanism we didn't have, you know, 15 years ago where there's always something, you know, there's there's always something you can learn or something to lament, um, you know. And so I try my I try my best not to to get on social too much, but yeah. uh, I'm sure there's always information that we can pick up. Ang looks to a Yankees senior vice president and assistant general manager and two coaches as fellow pioneers. Their collective actions led former Marlins manager Don Mattingly to help Ang into her GM role in 2020. I think particularly for women now um, in this industry, it's I, I believe it has gotten better. Um, I think for I think it's gotten better with um, people like Gene Afterman and um, you know others, you know, uh, Alyssa Nakin out there, um, uh, Rachel Balkovich. Um, who are high profile and, you know, together as a collective, um, you know, we're becoming not so much of a novelty, right? And where you don't just do a double take. Um, we're not quite there yet, but, you know, we're working on it, you know, and and I will say, um, I'll give you, I, I'll actually give you this um, story. It had been a while since I had been with a club um, when I got this job. Yeah, I've been with Major League Baseball for a good amount of time and things had changed, you know, where we were ha- where we saw more um, women as trainers and scouts and strength and conditioning coaches. Um, and so while I knew the numbers and I knew we were, you know, we were increasing um, still to to live that on a daily basis, I hadn't really experienced that. So when I first got here to spring training with the Marlins my first year, um 
yeah, Johnny and I had history. We knew each other and we were about a week into spring training. And he said, Hey, you going to come down to the clubhouse? And so of course my experience was, you know, I just wanted to give staff and players a chance to see me around the fields to, you know, to get used to seeing me before mm-hmm. I ventured down there. And that's what I said to him. I said, well, I was just giving people some time. I said, cause you know, I want to get them used to seeing a woman around. And he said, he said, I think we're past that. Mm. He said, you know, with, with all the trainers and strength and conditioning coaches, he goes, I don't think anybody gives it a second thought now. And so that was, you know, an incredibly, um, you know, meaningful, um, you know, anecdote for me, um, you know, because I think, again, like I, in, in my mind, intellectually, you know, that the numbers are rising, but still in terms of your actual experience, um, you know, and what I had been used to, you know, I had to, in my mind, proceed a certain way when in reality, um, I didn't. And, and it was, you know, and somebody, you know, Donnie from his generation saying like, we're, we're past that. So it was, it was pretty eye-opening. Um, and, you know, I, I, I will never forget that, that, uh, you know, that anecdote. I, cause I think it, it was incredibly heartening for me, you know, knowing that, you know, a lot of these women who have just, you know, worked for years, um, you know, have worked their way up the ladder and, and, um, you know, worked their way into their, you know, dream positions. And, you know, as a group, um, it's just not, you know, we're not, um, we're not out of place anymore. Ang likes what she's seen and heard from Nakin as the first on-field woman coach in MLB history with the San Francisco Giants and recalls how she welcomed her into the league. She's great, you know, and when she first got hired, um, I did not know who she was, uh, you know, got the news and just uh, reached out to the Giants, asked them for her email address so I could sh- send her a congratulatory note. Um, and at least it would give me a path to meet her, you know, at some point later on down the road. So when we finally did meet, um, you know, what a, you know, what a great person, um, really affable. Um, I, I've checked in on her from time to time. And, you know, from what everybody tells me, just incredibly knowledgeable, um, players love her, staff loves her. And so those are the, I mean, those are the great stories in this business. Um, you know, again, when somebody gets to fulfill their dream, um, you know, and impart their knowledge and, and, and just be treated as one of the staff, um, you know, know, for us women, I think, um, you know, that that's what everybody strives for, but yeah, great representative, I think very um, gracious with her time and has handled her position um, tremendously. Whether it's Nakin Balkovic, the first woman to work as a full-time manager of a major league affiliated team or someone else, Ang thinks the next MLB barrier breaker could be a manager. I would say, say manager. I'm not sure that we're that far off. I mean, I think we have some pretty interesting qualify, you know, getting their qualifications, um, you know, involved in their training right now um you know i think umpire is not too far behind maybe they're neck and neck but um 
No, I think we've we've got some good candidates in the hopper. As more women look for opportunities in baseball, Ang offered the following advice. I would say our game is and has become um, very analytically inclined um, where or, you know, many of the executives are analytically inclined. And, and so I think that, um, you know, we need to have a foundation um, in analytics, in statistics. And um, that would be that would be one recommendation. Um, I think the second recommendation would be this is an incredibly um, popular industry um, and you know, for every person that we have in a job here, there's tens of thousands of people that would, you know, love to take their place. So it's very competitive. Um, and I think you always have to figure out um, and create a path for yourself where um, you can present yourself, at, you know, which which separates yourself from the group. Um so those are the those are the two things I would say. You know, number three, you better be w- ready to work. Um, this industry is not for the faint of heart. You know, we talked about working hundred hour 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 weeks, and um, you know that's that's just the fact of the matter. So if you love it, you should absolutely pursue it because when you do get there. Um, there is nothing like it. Hang isn't ready to give up her GM job, so she hasn't thought about what's next for her yet. I'm just trying to get through today. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life of a general manager. Um, you know, I I I will say that um, you know, in terms of of what I think beyond being a general manager, I really haven't gotten that far. The job is just so consuming, and I and I do feel a lot of responsibility um, to do my job well um, for those coming behind me. So I haven't I haven't thought a ton about um, what comes next, but I'm sure when that you know when that time does come, I will embrace um, you know any and well I won't say any but I will embrace a number of different opportunities um yeah should they cross my plate thank you to Ang Markizin the National Baseball Hall of Fame and the National Archives for their Women's History Month programming last fall the archives launched All American The Power of Sports an exhibit that will run through January 7, 2024 for more information go to archives.gov and you can connect with the Baseball Hall of Fame on their newly redesigned website baseballhall.org. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.